this is the Corey Haynes Gross fan show. <laughs> Timothy Gibson's Timmy Sausage Sanger Gibson, welcome back. It's good to be back, but I didn't think you were actually going to go with that one, but I'm very glad that you have. You didn't think I was going to go with that one. After the message we got at 1am last night, talk us through that message, please, because Look, I reckon mate, it's brilliant. It was it was, it was was a great moment, um, I'll be honest with you. Obviously delighted to, to know that we actually have someone who's listened to the podcast. That's obviously a great uh, a great sign. Uh, yeah, Did just you? overall delighted. Do me a favour and actually for the readers, oh, sorry, not readers, the listeners who have actually no idea what we're talking about, can you um, read the message out? Well, I mean, we're, we're just going to presume that he won't he won't mind if we do that. So um, I will I will actually get it up properly now. Yes. We'll post this to our um, socials as well after the show. So, um, you know, he, he suggested that I'd want an autograph. Now uh, I responded in our chat by saying, "If this is a possibility, let's uh, let's make it happen." I do actually have a spot on my wall prepared, which is uh, obviously a positive sign. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, look, he's, uh, he says he's up for coming on the podcast, so we have another future guest potentially there, which is exciting times. Now, now tell me, Tim, exactly what time did this message come through last night? Well, I mean, it was the morning of, uh, actually. Uh, <laughs> It was look, you know, we don't we don't discriminate on which times people listen to our podcast. You know, any time, any times of you. Uh, it was um, twelve minutes to one in the morning. Yeah, we got we got we have a dedicated fan base, don't we? we now we are talking about him coming on the show as a guest. We we've got a guest today for the first time. This guest isn't Dylan Arvella. <laughs> it is. Please, it is. yeah, please make a warm welcome to uh, All on Walls Under Twenties player. Former South Coast Flame first grade player Jaden Spileski, welcome along. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good, good mates, aren't we? Yeah, best of mates. Best Known of each mates. other for a while now. Glad to, yeah. glad to have you as a friend, Joe. Oh, thank you very much. You're too kind. You're oh, too thank kind. you, thank you. <laughs> so you're back at the Wolves after obviously you spent a couple of years at the Wolves in your juniors and. Um, you're back there this year. How's uh, how's life been at the Wolves over the preseason? Yeah, no, it's been good. It's been different from going, obviously coming back from the Flame to the Wolves now. So it's it's been professional setup, as in because Luke's obviously been the first grade coach and that's gone down into the twenties. So it's been very professional with all the fitness we've been doing, um, all the especially the coaches that we have for the twenties. Uh, his our coach, Rocky, he's got some good reputation behind him. So it's obviously good to have that. Yeah, um, he used, in he used to go to the AIS, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So, yeah, it's how obviously the, good to have that. How have the players been to you? No, the players have been good. They've been, because a lot of them have obviously been in the Wolves last year, the year before. They've been welcoming uh, for me coming back into the squad. And it's just been good having me around. They're good players technically as well. So it's good to learn off. Uh, what's your highlight of the preseason so far? Do you reckon? My highlight of the preseason, probably just all the fitness we've been doing. Because over that Christmas break, I've just gotten so unfit and slow. But having that fitness back in, oh, trust me, all the food <laughs> I eaten over that break. But having that fitness back in, even though it was painful to get through, I feel like I'm slowly getting back to where I was used to be. So I'm guessing that's what you've enjoyed the most since going back to the Wolves, just the professionalism. Yeah, that's right. 
and how fit you are going on. Do yeah, you exactly. um do you uh, see see Wilkshire around often? Do you, do you guys hang around the first graders often? Do you get in contact with them often? Yeah, so for our training, we often um, train at the same time as them. So even if we aren't training with them specifically, they'll be in and around us. And a couple of times, Luke will come down, just check out how we're going, especially on game day. Luke might come into the shed and have a few words to us of encouragement and just give us some tips. So it's always good. Yeah, that's good. Like having that, having a guy of his calibre, just obviously having that influence from the top down is really seems to be benefiting you guys at the moment. You guys had two wins on the trot to start the season. I believe you haven't conceded a goal yet. Is that true? Yeah, no, we started off really good, and I don't don't think we have conceded a goal from memory. But yeah, so two games could have played a third one, but unfortunately got called off. But yeah, we started the season pretty good. I'm happy with how we started. Yeah, it's a shame this uh, coronavirus has uh, put your season to a halt. You guys look like you were making a charge towards the Premiership. I was. You guys were my tip for the 20s Premiership. I've watched the game. Oh, yeah, I know it's a bit of a shame that it's going to be put off and you'll probably be put off even longer than the four weeks that they've said. But I guess we just have to do our thing, keep fit during this break so we can come back strong still and perform. Well, that's it. That's it. I mean, you were saying earlier before we came on air about how you've been trying to keep touches on the ball, keep going for a run. Uh, meanwhile, Tim and I, we all we've been doing is this podcast, haven't we, Tim? <laughs> yeah, and and a fair bit of uni assignments, even though they've now been pushed back. So don't lie, mate. <laughs> I've got evidence. All right, I've I've started them. Sort of. That's, that's right. Uh, what what assignment were you doing yesterday again? Look, oh, it was a, the uh, criminal law and procedure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very that's interesting. It. That good old problem question. <laughs> good old problem question. All right. Well, Jane, once again, thanks a lot for coming on. We'll keep you. We'll keep you with us. So we just want to make a quick plug into our socials once again. Be like Jaden and follow us on Facebook, the South Coast Footballholic. <laughs> Instagram at South Coast Football Holic, Twitter at SC Football Holic. And we launched our website. Tim, do you want to make a quick plug into our website? Yes. So uh, make sure you do check it out. It is the uh, scfootballholic.weebly.com because we can't afford an actual programmer yet. But that's fine um, in the future. It's a, it's a good website. You can get in touch with us uh, through it as well on the Contact Us page. So uh, make sure you do that. Be sure to ask the footballholics or the footballholics can ask you. It's up to you. Tell us what you've been up to during this football quarantine period. Keep listening. We'll be back in a second. Two truths, one lie. Jaden Smoleski, welcome back. I believe you. you. I believe you have a couple of questions for us obviously we are introducing yet another new segment it's called two truths one lie so pretty much every guest who's going to come on now that's not dylan arbella is going to come up with about five two truths one lie questions which is going to be interesting and pretty much tim and i have to guess which one is the lie now tim this is a competition against us okay do you mean between us between us, yes. yes. All right, okay. Thank, thank cool. you, lead anchor. Thank Not you. I'd want to have to uh, collaborate with you in any ways. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. We do that enough, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, Mr. Smileski, yeah. are, you, are you ready to go for question number one? I'm ready. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. <laughs> All right, yep. let's hope you're ready. Go this on. first one shouldn't be too hard. I don't think no. you might know it, but we'll, we'll go off with the first one. Okay. So, I've never watched a Harry Potter movie until only last year. Number two, I have one older sister. And number three. Every time I get a new pair of socks, say they're labelled like left and right, not all socks are labelled left and right, but say it'll be labelled left and right, the first time I wear them, I always have to, that's a little tradition, I put it the opposite way, so I put the left on the right and the right on the left. I'm going to go with a Tim. The Harry Potter one. Yep. Tim? Yeah, look, I'm just going to try and analyse these. I think the, the socks one, that's far too detailed. I reckon that's 100% a, a truth, you know, to have that kind of detail in the way you described it. Uh, what was the what was the middle one? I can't remember what it was. I have an older sister. Yeah, literally no idea. And and the, the Harry Potter <laughs> one is... Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm also going to go with A, not to copy you, Jared, but yeah. The, yeah. the Harry Potter one? I'll be honest with you. I was tossing up between A and C because I know for a fact that you have an older sister. Yeah, that's why I thought you might know that one. So, yeah. So what is it? Um, you're both wrong. It's the socks one. Really? Yeah. Wow. You you put your socks on opposite the first time? No, I don't. The other that's way. The lie. That's the, Sorry, that's the lie. My bad. Yeah. My bad. My bad. See. So yeah, I. It's funny because I never really watched a Harry Potter movie until last year. I always thought that would be like bad and stuff. But then my sister started watching it and then I watched one movie and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. So then I started watching it. There you go. All right. Yeah, I've never watched a Harry Potter movie either. I'd recommend it. They're actually pretty good. They're actually decent. Yeah. I went, to, I, went, I went on the Harry Potter Universal ride when I was in America over December and that was pretty decent. But it's just like... I don't know why. I've just never been interested in it. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway. Uh, yep. Number two. Yeah. Question so two. Number, number two, let's go for it. Okay. So uh, the only drinks I will ever have are water and chocolate milkshakes. I can eat peanut butter straight out of the jar. And almost every day I'll have three wheat bix and milk for breakfast. A. Okay. Tim. Tim. Yeah, I think I think it has to be A because I mean that's a bit strange if you only drink chocolate milkshakes or water. I don't I don't know anybody I'll, who does that. I'll be honest with you, I I can eat peanut butter from the jar, so I believe that's true. What was the last one again? Uh oh, the wheat, wheat bix. Yeah. Three wheat bix yeah. milk. Yeah, I reckon. That's I see. I reckon. That, I reckon. I reckon that's a bit weak, though. Six at least. No, oh, I, I can't do that. Definitely can't. Can't do that. No, yeah, no way. Okay. Do you want the the answer? I would prefer if you gave us the answer. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you're incorrect again. Oh, oh my god. My days. So the lie is the peanut butter one. I hate peanut butter. I can't oh. eat it at all. But you said no. can, so you technically you could. Well, I, See, oh, you've got me there. Could, but you won't. You prefer won't. not to. You've seen the flaw in my answer there. 
but yes, I would oh. prefer not to. But I do pretty much only have water and chocolate milkshakes. Like I don't have for like probably four or five years now, I haven't had soft drink, really orange juice either. That's don't have incredible. alcohol. <laughs> wow. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I'm a bit the same as well. It's always water, but um, yeah, you can't go past a yeah. good chocolate milkshake. I love a good you? chocolate milkshake. Love one. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Exactly. Tim, <laughs> do you like a good chocolate milkshake? I do, mate. And in fact, you know, I'm going to talk about, you know, yeah. Milo, my mate, every yeah. single morning for, for breakfast, he says he has a glass of Milo. Oh, I, I could uh, do, that. It's, it's, I could do yeah, that. That's that's all he has for breakfast. It's very strange. But, uh, oh, yeah. just for breakfast? Yep. Yeah, so oh, he wakes okay. up in the morning and he's like, right, okay, I'm going to have a Milo milk. Right, okay. That could work if I had a bit of extra food, but not sure I could do the Milo by itself. Yeah, it seems it doesn't seem very sustaining, does it? Yeah, no. Okay. So. I'll, 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 be, I'll just quickly butt in as yep. well. Jaden, do you know what else Tim likes to eat? Oh, no. No, enlighten <laughs> me. Enlighten me, Jaden. Oh, if you don't know and you're listening to this, go to our Facebook page. Tim is a big fan of a sausage sanger or two at a football game. Yes. Yep. No, oh, I do remember seeing that on the on the Facebook page, actually. No chavapis, no suvaki, just a quality, quality, quality sausage sanger. A, was it bulleye or was it the rule? It it depends, mate. Wherever you know, I, I, my my favourite's Port Kembla if I have enough money for it. But um, look, I'll just whatever's fine, mate. I mean, yeah, I've caused a lot of controversy with it, so I don't. I prefer not to speak too much on the matter. But yeah, da- Daf, you, from Coniston who cooks the chavathi, I believe he's not a massive fan of you anymore. Yeah, no. we've lost a listener. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Okay, Smilitsky, number three. All right, number three. So, whenever I get into a car, I put my seatbelt in and then take it off and put it in. So, I pretty much do it twice just to make sure that it works and it's safe. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Number two, I used to be able to solve a Rubik's Cube in under a minute. And number three, the current phone that i have now so an iphone 8 probably about two years old it's never once ran out of battery so i've always put it on the charger before it's gone flat i reckon b is the lie so the rubik's cube rubik's cubes uh i've never solved a rubik's cube in my life and i find it hard to imagine unless if you set it up purposely for you to to uh solve it there's, I don't reckon, unless if you're a freak, there's no way you can do it in under a minute. I'm pretty sure you. I'm pretty sure some people can do it in. Uh, it might be around ten seconds or something. They yeah, but once, yeah, but once again, they're freaks. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. I reckon A is the lie. To be fair, because the other two are, are pretty believable. Yeah. 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 All right. So, um, Tim, you're right. Yes. Because, yeah, so I only put my seatbelt in once. But so over to the Rubik's Cube. So I can do that. I used to be able to do that in in under a minute because back in the day when I used to play tennis, I had a friend who was really into Rubik's Cubes, and I think still is. He was able to do a Rubik's Cube in 10 seconds, believe it or not. Wow. And that's where my passion for Rubik's Cubes kicked in. I even went so far as to 
buying like one of the top of the line ones and I got him to oil it for me so the they move faster. Yep. So that's the distance I went to be a Rubik's Cuber. I like how you say that passion for Rubik's Cubes was found. Yeah, it was found I've, then. I've never heard anyone describe fixing or solving a Rubik's Cube as a passion. It is. It's one of my many passions. It's If I could do learn how to do it again, I would, but it just takes too long now to remember again. So it's a distant memory, but there were good memories back in the day. Well, there you go. There's your episode... Uh... There's your episode headline. Jones Smoleski has a passion for Rubik's Cube. <laughs> okay, but number however, four. However, can I just t- touch on that? But yeah. not at training for any special oh. listeners out there. Oh, I know who you're directing this at. <laughs> yeah. The, do you, would you like to elaborate on this story? Yeah, why not? Might as well. Okay, so um, I'm also a coach for an under 10 girls SAP team at Football South Coast. And not too long ago, before this band kicked in, maybe like a week or so before the band kicked in, two of the girls in my team brought in a Rubik's Cube to training one session. And believe it or not, they're 10-year-old girls and they were able to solve a Rubik's Cube. But during break, drink breaks, they were solving a Rubik's Cube. Not not that impressed. I was impressed that they could solve it, but... Save the Rubik's Cube for after training, I think. What yeah, do you, think you could probably have to put a ban in there, to be fair. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I reckon that's what caused the football ban. Yeah, maybe. The Rubik's Cube. The dreaded Rubik's Cube. You've got to get I your priorities so. right on the training pitch. That's right. That's right. I, w- I-, I have to say, I witnessed this firsthand. <laughs> and I'm not going to say the girls' names, but don't. <laughs> Yeah, leave it leave it as it is. Don't ever do it again. <laughs> That's it. If, okay. If we if we ever get going again. All right, number four. All right, number four. Okay. So I turned up to a trial for a new soccer team without bringing my boots. Um, I've scored a goal with my hand and I've touched the grass at Camp Nou, so Barcelona's home ground. Okay. I reckon you went on that Spain trip with the Wolves, so Camp Nou would be true. Uh, I reckon. What was the second one again? Um, the I scored a goal with my hand. I reckon that one is a lie, because you said new team. I know for a fact that you were part of the inaugural setup at the Flame. Yeah. So that that's given me a little bit of a hint as to think in, you left your boots behind because I I once went to, I'll actually tell this story now I went to the Southern Islands once played eight thirty game in the morning at two degrees in the middle of winter in, during juniors and I left my shin pads at home. Oh no! But um, I reckon B's the lie, Tim. Yeah. No. I reckon the uh, I reckon the camp new one is is a, a lie. Yeah. Oh, you sure about that? Because he did go for the Spain tour with the Wolves. I mean, I've I've been on stadium tours. I went to Old Trafford, and they they don't let you anywhere near the grass. So unless he had some sort of escort and and paid a lot of money, I just I just don't think it's true. Well, he is rich. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, we'll just we'll just put that one in there. <laughs> hit, hit him up, ladies. He's single. Oh, I think. Oh, 
<laughs> what's that. the answer? What's the answer? Okay, so the answer is the lie is I've scored a goal with my hand. So Jared, yes. right? Oh, yes, so one one. I have touched the grass. I can't move. So it was a stadium tour, but the sort of borderline was like right up against the grass, pretty much. So I just reached over the fence and picked up a piece of grass. <laughs> so oh wow! And so he's a criminal. I am a criminal. Don't there tell. It is. Don't tell anyone. But um. <laughs> And for the the trial for the soccer boots, it was at the flame trials actually. The first trial there was for it. I rocked up at um, Crayon Park and didn't mm-hmm. bring my soccer boots, so I had to go call my sister, I think, to come bring my boots. And yeah, I remember that was the night we met. It was. It was. It was. What yeah. a night! What a night! Very memorable night. Very memorable night. for several reasons. All right. Uh, we are one apiece, Timothy. This is a tiebreaker, this one. Last one. Deciding one. Okay. So, the most amount of juggles with the soccer ball I've done is around 2,200. Um, I don't have a middle name. And one time when I was getting picked up from school, this was in primary school, there was a similar car that looked the same as mine. So without, I wasn't really paying attention that much who does when you're in primary school, but I was going to, I went into the car, not realizing it wasn't mine. I sat down, turned my head and I saw it was a complete stranger. See, if you didn't elaborate on part C that much, I would have thought it was true, but now I'm a bit suspicious about it. Uh, What was the first two again? So the most amount of soccer ball, the most amount of, Juggles I've done with the soccer ball is 2,200, and I don't have a middle name. See, I don't know if it's Macedonian cultural thing or something, but I reckon the middle name one's believable. The first one I reckon is definitely believable. I'm going to go with C. Go with C? Yeah, I, don't, I, reckon, I reckon you'd realise eventually before you sat down in the car, that you'd be in a complete stranger's car. Yeah, okay. Tim, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm. I think I'm going to go with uh, with C as well. But I have had a. I do remember thinking about potentially doing that. You always sort of. I mean, you've got to be more careful than that. I mean, surely you've noticed you've got in the uh, in the wrong car. So I think I think C's a lie. I have. I have actually nearly done that before. There was a time where I went up to and I put my hand on the car door, but I looked inside the window and I noticed it was <laughs> my car. So yeah, that's this, about the closest I've been. Yeah, this was in primary school as well. But I realised, like, I, I I reckon you'd realise before you sat down in the car, like, hang yeah. on, yeah, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> what is uh, it? Would you like the answer? Yeah. So the you are both right. Yep. So that's the lie. But it did happen, but not to me. It happened. A random went into my dad's car, wait, ah. while he was waiting for me to get picked up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I got that idea from. But I don't have a middle name, and I've done around my best is around two thousand two hundred juggles. So, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't, I don't know why, but I just thought Macedonian and uh, that middle name one is yeah. believable. Yeah, I don't think many. Well, I just know from like my family that I know, like none of us have middle names. I'm not sure about many of the other Macedonians out there. Do you have a name, Day? Me specifically, I don't. But my dad and mum does, I think, and grandparents definitely do. But 
Don't so how does, that, how does that work? Like, how do they come up with days for names? I honestly don't know. I want to know that as well. Like, well, I just rock up one day and mum and dad would be like, we're going to your grandparents' house for their name day. And I'm sitting here wondering, what does that even mean? But we'll find out eventually in the future, I hope. Yeah, make sure you make sure you ask your family about that. That's actually that's very interesting. If anyone's listening and they know the reason behind the name days, make sure you contact us on our socials as well. Contact us on our website. Tell us what the meaning behind name day is. I'm going to be Google searching this one now, for sure. That is two truths, one lie, done and dusted. We went for a decent while there. That's not too bad at yeah, all. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's good fun. That, thanks for doing those questions as well. They were very, very, very interesting. But coming up next segment now, this is this is where we where Jaden gets an absolute grilling. It's who wants to be a football holic, and Jaden's looking to get into the football holic hall of fame. I'm very excited. You heard that? He's very excited. Very Keep excited. listening. All right, Tim Gibson. As we were recording this this morning, we just got a a high profile local follower, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we on did. Our, yes. On our Twitter, who was that high profile person? It is uh, Mr. Rob Janowski, uh, coach of Coromel Rangers. Yeah, the title winning coach from last year, grand final winning coach. So we're going global, aren't we? Um. Yeah, look, I think I think that's certainly to come in the future. Um, obviously, this is a great step, and uh, we'll be looking to improve from here. Look at that! The we're going we're soon to be Australian football holic, and with segments like these, we're going to go to the next level. Jaden Smileski, do you want to be a football holic? I want to be. Yes, I do. Excellent. So this is now segment three. Who wants to be a football holic? Cue the who wants to be a millionaire music. <laughs> All right, so what happens is 10 questions. Now, you get four options each question, so it's like multiple choice. Okay. If you get eight correct, then you are into the Football Holic Hall of Fame. You're a Football Holic. All right, sounds good. Now, Timmy's going to be asking the questions with an odd number, so one, three, five, seven, and nine. And I will be asking the even number questions. Now. We said this before we went on air. This might be a bit tricky for you. You might not know some of these, but you can afford to get too wrong. But this is what you need to do if you want to become a football holic. I'm up Are you challenge. ready? I'm James up for the challenge. Yep, James I'm ready. Nileski, you're ready to go. Perfect. Timmy, take it away. Question number one. Okay, question number one. Who won the 2015 IPL Grand Final? Was it A, Bly? B, Dapto Dandaloo Fury, C, Wollongong United, or D, Albion Park White Eagles? Oof. Testing my knowledge here already. <laughs> okay. I'm going to... So, 2015 was five years ago. So... Yes. Last year was Coromel. The year before that was... I can't remember. The year before that was Port Kembla, I'm going to say. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to go for it and say Dandaloo. 
That is the no. correct answer, unfortunately. It was C, Wollongong United. To be fair, I didn't know that either. I did. I was there that day. Good job. Okay. Good job. So you've got one wrong. You can only afford to get oh, no. one more wrong. Surely you're going to get this one, though. I will. I hope so. So last season, the Wolves won the league. Top of the table, finished top of the table. But when was the last time they have won a grand final? Was it A, 2004, B, 2008, C, 1987, or D, 2000? Ooh. Ooh, okay. Do you want the option again? No, I've got my two options, which I'm deciding between. I'm going to go with 2000. 2000. Oh. oh, no. That doesn't sound good. Now, in 2000, they did win that NSL grand final, but they won the state league championship in oh, grand final in 2008. Oh, no. That was the last time they've won a grand final. So you can't get anything wrong. That's what I just uh, wanted it to be like that. I just want eight straight correct answers. That's how I wanted it anyway, so. I'll be honest with you. I reckon the next four you're going to get. Let's Timmy, hope so. Let's hope so. Timmy, take it away. Question number three. Okay. South Coast Flame de- debuted in 2018. Who was their first league game against? Was it A, FC Gazy Auburn, B, uh, University of New South Wales, C, Western Condors, or D, Balmain Tigers? You're testing my knowledge with these questions. I'm pretty sure. Did we did we mention this on the uh, on the first podcast? We you mentioned did, the, we, the trial game, I think. Yeah, we mentioned the first ever game, but what was the first league game? Oh, okay. jog, jog your memory, Smesky. When we played the twenties that day, we lost. We did. By, yes. Oh. Do you remember? Do you remember? Remember? Give you a hint. Do you remember where we played it at? To be oh, I'm I'm leaning towards um, condors. Condors, really? No, no, that was this year's. I mean, the last season, actually. Yeah, last season. Yeah, last I remember. Season. I got sent off that day. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, last season one. Fun, fun fact: that was a year ago yesterday. Really? A year ago yesterday? Yeah, it was. But first season, 2018 for the Flame, who was their first league game against? Oh. So did you say UNSW was? It was Gazi, Gazi, UNSW, Condors or Balmain. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I know. I think, I hope. I'm going to go Balmain. He's got it right. got it. He's he's not literally the worst ever person we will get on this. Congratulations. (laughs) You have got one correct. Do you know what what just made it click for me? What's that? Um, When Johnny Vikorovsky, wasn't that he scored the hat-trick that day? Was it? Yep. Yeah. I think he scored scored one that day. I think I know. I know it was a penalty. I think it was. I think he got a penalty, and I don't know if he scored another one. I think he got a double. Oh yeah, well, something like that. But that's what made it quick. Actually, actually, no. Maybe he did get a hat trick. Yeah. I think one of them might yeah. have gone. Yeah, I think. Anyway, yeah, we got, yeah. We got it right. We got it right. Yeah, but um, 
It could have been Gazi Auburn, but that game got washed out. Oh, it you did too. That? It did too, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number four, you're surely going to get this one. Okay. Who won the IPL under-23 grand final last year? Was it A, Tarawana, B, Wollongong United, C, Albion Park, or D, Coromel? The under-23s. Tarawana. That was easy. Too easy. Got that. Do you remember the trial game he played against them? Um, against Tarawana. Yeah, last year. Yeah. My memory's Russell not Val. the best, have we? Um, as we can already tell. No, I'm not, not really, yeah. I don't really remember that. Yeah. Well, surely you're going to remember this one, Tim. Question number five. So you scored your first goal in first grade against Balmain last year in a 2-0 win. Yeah. Can you tell us who scored the other goal in that game? Oh. Is it A, Lewis Connell, B, Matt Mazevsky, C, Justin Smith, or D, Hiro yeah. Ushijima? Oh. Okay. Now, um, I know this because I did the report that day. I know who scored this one. Oh. I want to say Hero or Matt. Oh, maybe. Oh, but then again. Jog your memory. Hmm. I remember my goal quite vividly. <laughs> I do. Probably the, well. worst, probably the worst goal I've ever scored. Um, Any goal. goal. That's it. Um, I'm going to... Can you say the options again? So, A, Lewis Connell. B, Matt Mazevsky. C, Justin Smith. Or D, Hiro Ushijima. Justin Smith. Uh, no, you, you've, you've oh. got it wrong. You have got it wrong. It's a sad day. No. What is yeah. it? It was A, Lewis Connell. What was his goal like? Oh, I can't remember the goal. I know I know for a fact he scored. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so that's three wrong, but we're still going to finish it off anyway. Still happy to finish it off. Yeah, otherwise we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> no, no, we have football left now, so. <laughs> yeah. Let's, we're doing it for pride here. Let's hope we get it. I'm surprised you didn't get that one right. I thought you would have remembered that one vividly. Well, uh, I remember my goal, but to be honest, can't remember. I thought it was the game where I assisted Justin. That's where he might have scored, but obviously uh, the wrong game. But yeah. Yeah. Surely you'll get this one right. Who did Australia beat in the final qualification playoff to progress to the 2018 World Cup? Was it A, Syria, B, Honduras, C, Iraq, or D, Ecuador? Honduras. Very good. I'm getting all the easy ones, aren't I? You got that one right. Oh, I was a bit nervous there. Uh, said it pretty quickly. <laughs> that that so, was the game, right, where Mila Yadinak scored <clears throat> a hat-trick with two penalties and a deflected yeah, free kick. it was. Yeah, um, yeah, they, yeah. They call that they call that the perfect hat trick. You know? <laughs> exactly right, mate. Okay, now, so we're three out of six. We're at fifty percent. We're okay. just looking for a pass here. That's good. After <laughs> pass or credit. <laughs> no, so Kevin Phillips won the Golden Boot in nineteen ninety nine two thousand English Premier League season. Okay, who was the next English player to do so? All right, so. So it do was not A, remember A that was far, Jamie Vardy. 
B yeah. was Harry Kane, C was Raheem Sterling, and D was Wayne Rooney. Okay. Complete guess here. I'm going to cross Jamie Vardy out of it. It's not going to be him. I'm going to say that maybe Raheem Sterling was, would be too young. I'm just going to say Wayne Rooney because he'd seen about that time period where he would be at his prime. So, so the next... So the next player, so after 2000, pretty much? Yes. So you mean yeah. my... Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to go Rain, Wayne Rooney anyway. That's uh, that's incorrect. It was Harry Kane. Oh, yeah. no. I, was was no, Wayne Rooney... No. Did Wayne Rooney ever win the Golden Boot? I think I think oh. he might have. He, I, I, he was always consistently scoring goals, but I'm not sure if it was at that kind of a proficient rate. Yeah, oh, he was, he was known... Uh, he always it, got was, respectable numbers. Yeah, obviously he's the all-time uh, leading England I'm not sure. Man, Man United yeah. goal scorer. But yeah, he's the second top goal scorer of all time in the Premier League. Did he ever win the Golden Boot? I, I don't know about this one. Well, it's um. Let's uh, let's Google search it. I don't think he did. No, he didn't. Oh, there no. you go. He, no. he got goal, he got goal of the month uh, one time, but he didn't. He did not get the golden boot. So yeah, Hurricane Harry Kane. That was it. All right, this one's going to be hard. I think. Okay. Question eight. Now I told you it's going to be hard if you want to be a football holic. Yeah. Who was the first Italian manager to win the Premier League? Was it A. Carlo Ancelotti, B. Antonio Conte? C. Roberto Mancini or D. Gian Piero Ventura? Okay. Once again, a complete guess. <laughs> that's, where I'm, that's where I'm at at the moment. Now, I'm going to go with A. I'd like to lock in AJ. Yes. Well, I got it. Ancelotti, you got it. Yes. Ding, with ding, me. ding. Keeping that fifty percent correct rate going well. At so far, you got four out of eight, so you need one more to pass. And we've okay. got two questions to go. Right. Surely you're going to get the next two. I reckon you're going to oh, get the next two. Please, let's hope. Timmy, number who, nine. Who currently has the fastest Premier League hat trick? Is it A. Alan Shearer, B. Sadio Mane, C. Sergio Aguero, or D. Luis Suarez? Oh. Fastest hat-trick. I'm going to go with Aguero. No, I'm sorry. No. It's B, Sadio Mane. That changed very recently. Was it this season that that changed? Or Oh, no. He was at Southampton. He was oh, okay. at Southampton. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, it's a good. It, it, was, it was, wasn't too... It wasn't too long ago, but it was when he was at Southampton, yeah. I don't know if it was I don't know if it was a season before he went to Liverpool, but yeah, he it was he wasn't with Liverpool. Yeah. All right. Number ten. We need this to pass. Give me a good question, Jared. Give me a good oh, question. Th- this is one you really should get. Oh, I hope so. So this is about us two. Oh, well, uh, okay, okay. Our first league win together in two thousand and eighteen at the Flame was against University of New South Wales at Crean Park. Yeah. What was the score? Was it A, 1-0, B, 2-1, C, 
2-0 or D, 3-2? Okay, I remember that game. I remember we, well, obviously we did win. It's a good win, actually. I want to say, oh, I'm going between 2-0 and 2-1. Did we concede? That's the thing. I don't think we did, but I remember two goals. I'm going to have 2-0. You got it. You got it. Well I'm done. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, well done. Okay. So, you're not, unfortunately, you are not in <laughs> the Football Holy Call of Fame, but you are still a valued guest of this podcast. Thank you. Maybe sometime in the future when I study up on my football knowledge, I might have another attempt, yeah. hopefully. Well, it was a tricky, it was a tricky um, quiz, obviously, 50%. Yeah. At, well, at least you're 50% better than anyone else who has done it at the moment. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, very well done to you for being a good sport Thank anyway. You. Now, that is who wants to be a football holic. If you want to come on this show and become a football holic, give us a flick, contact us. We can get you on the show and you can take the who wants to be a football holic test. It's up to you. Can you beat Jane and Smilewski at 50%? Probably yes. <laughs> oh, so modest. All yes. right, so... Coming up next is new is uh, we're going two on one with Jaden Smoleski. So we're going in depth about his football career, about his coaching, about his life in general. I guess isn't it Smoleski? Yeah, that's it. A bit about me, what I've done, what you guys know. We know a lot. <laughs> so extra time we call it extra time with Jaden Smoleski coming up after this. Guess what, Tim? We just got another another notification on our socials. We had one from Rob Janowski earlier. He followed us. Now we've got the world-famous Oak Flats Falcons Insta page once again interacting with us. Um, obviously, we put out that social post this morning about you and your sausage sangers. The one that's caused such controversy, yep. Yeah, like you just completely disregarded all the good Chavapi and Suvlaki all around the community. But the Falcons have had their two bobs worth in now. They said, as much as it pains us to say this, Thrill Thunder's Thunderburger, yes, Thunderburger, is the best feed you can get in the FSC match. Hands down, and this is their words, not ours, it's hands down the only good thing about going that far north on a Saturday afternoon. They said it's the best feed you can get, but I reckon it's the best name for a food item at a match as well. That's outstanding, Tim. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard of many better. Um, and look, it is very controversial what they've said. Um, I'm not sure how people are going to react to that. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see over the coming days. But um, look, it's it's good to see that we have more people interacting with the uh, with the podcast. It's time to get the Falcons on, mate. It it, it needs to happen soon. I reckon. We're going to change our name from the South Coast Football Holic to the Oak Flats Falcons slash Corey Haynes Gross Fan Pack. <laughs> the fan channel, yeah. We'll, we'll get that one up and running soon. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. see how it goes. Absolutely outstanding work, Oak Flats. Go give their Insta a follow as well. It's a piss take. <laughs> I love quality it. Quality page, uh, mate. It is quality content. All right, so back to some 
somewhat serious football talk now. We are now going two-on-one with Jaden Smileski. We're going to be talking to him about his football career so far, including his playing and coaching activities. Jaden, thanks. Once again, thanks for coming on. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll... Let's start from the very beginning, shall we? So you began playing football at the Unidera Hearts in 2006, a long time ago now. Stayed there until under-12s in 2013. Tell me, what, was, what is your first memory of playing football? So my first memory of playing football is, is at the Hearts. I don't really remember right back to when I was, say, uh, five or six years old. But I do remember when I was probably a bit older, around 10, 11, 12, playing in those age groups. Um, I actually remember being in the midfield. So what I am now is I'm a fullback defender type person. But when I used to play in Unidera, I used to be a midfielder. Oh, how times have changed. I'd hate to be in the midfield now. But yeah. Could we, ima- so. could we imagine you pulling the strings in midfield? I- I'd love to say that. <laughs> oh, it might happen one day. One day. Uh, I have to bring out, bring the skills back out from those Unidera days. Keeping my hopes up. So, obviously, you're at the Hearts for seven years. What was your favourite memory from playing at Unidera? Yeah, so probably my favourite memory would be, um, we'll probably touch on this a bit later, uh, probably where my first grand final win in the under-12s. I was in the under-12s, but I also played up in the under-14s. And I won both grand finals on the same day. So that was probably one of the better memories I've had playing for the Hearts. So talk to me, we'll talk about them now. So were those two games on the same day or different days of the weekend? Yeah, I'm thinking back, I think they were on the same day. Oh, actually, maybe not. They might have been different days. But um, yeah, I think in the 14s, there was... Do you know Julio Mashaba? Uh, I know. He, yep. yep. So I remember he played in the under-14s team and I'm pretty sure he scored both the goals to win the the um, grand final and I'm pretty sure I assisted both his goals. Now, some people know this quite well. Some other people don't know this. You weren't just a footballer when you started. You were also a tennis player. How did you enjoy tennis? Yeah, so... I used to be, I did play tennis and soccer at the same time, but I did focus uh, a lot more on tennis back in the day when I was younger. So while I was playing Unandera, even though I did, was playing soccer there, but I was more focused on tennis. So I traveled to Sydney, to Gosford. I went to Melbourne as well. So that was my main priority back then. Went to Melbourne. Did you play at the Open? No, I played in um, the, I wish I did, but I played in the National championship so at a national level for tennis that's where I went to Melbourne so you were good yeah I'd say I was decently good (laughs) yeah moving on after Unidera so you played 23rd I played until 2013 on came the upcoming 2014 season now your dad took you to the Wolves trials at the end of 2013 for the 2014 season at the time did you have much idea about the Wolves no, I had I had no idea who they were. So I, uh, I all I knew was I was going to these soccer trials and I rocked up there. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I just looked around, saw all these kids knew each other. They knew all the coaches and I was just 
completely by myself, had no idea what was going on. And I, tr- I think I was there for a couple of trials. And are we, should I continue on with this or are we going to touch on it later? No, continue on with it. Continue on with it. Okay. So, yeah, so I went to the trial. And back then I was pretty tall and fast for my age. So that was one of the good attributes I had. And all a lot of the kids that were there trialing were in the team from last year. So I was pretty much coming from a club team, not really that that much of a priority on soccer, come from tennis. But I made it all the way up to the last trial. So it was me and another kid who were fighting for the last spot in the team. And he was in the team last year. So you'd think that he'd have a good good chance to get in me being coming from my background of soccer not having representative experience or anything but I remember standing the whole the team that was already picked was already there I'm pretty sure me and the kid were like standing next to each other and the coach says he's gonna select me and take a risk on having me in the team there you go did that first experience of trolling for a rep side hit you by surprise yeah it did because it was so. Uh, it was a bit crazy to see the skill difference as well, coming from the club club level and then trialing at that representative level. It was just so much faster, and everyone was more skillful. And yeah, I just didn't know what I was getting myself into because I didn't even know what the club was. So you get into the Wolves, you begin to develop under their system for the next few years. But 2016, massive year for you. So you represented. Metro Far South at state title championships. You represented New South Wales at the FFA National Futsal Championships and you won the whole thing. You scored a goal in the grand final and you began playing for the Taipans. Yeah. Which experience out of those three do you value the most and why? Probably the uh, um, winning my national futsal championships and scoring the goal in the grand final because that... So that championships was the first year that I started playing competitive futsal at the Taipans. So before that, I just used to play futsal at the local Berkeley Compact Illawarra Sports High, just for a bit of fun with some of my friends. But then I trialed um, for the Taipans, got into that. And then from there, it was it's a bit of a funny story how I ended up getting into the national team into the um, New South Wales team, but we can save that for another day maybe. No, tell us, tell us. Tell Okay, so what happened was you needed to know – I'm pretty sure you needed to know someone to get into because it was selective trials pretty much. So I'm yep. pretty sure maybe the, either the coach of your club would have suggested you or someone would have scouted you out or something. But my dad, he just messaged him saying if I could come along and trial – and I did go to the trial and I ended up getting into the team. Well, there you go. That is a, quite a funny experience, isn't it? Yeah. So, and it was a good, ex- it was a good experience because so first year didn't have that much experience with futsal, but I ended up doing pretty well in at the championships, making it to the grand final, being in the Thunder team, which was, the, so there's two New South Wales teams, there's Thunder and Lightning. Thunder was the stronger of the team, so I did get into the Thunder team and we ended up winning it. And, yeah. How was the state title championships for Metro Far South? Yeah, that was good. Um, so pretty much the Metro Far South, 
team was made up of Wolves and Sutherland players. So there was a bit of um, a mixture there. There was a couple of boys I knew and then coming into the team with some of the Sutherland boys that I didn't know. And that was also my first experience, other representative experience besides being in the Wolves. And a lot of those boys had been in the team from years before that, so under 14, 13, so they all knew each other. So it was a bit of a different experience coming into that where I didn't really know how everything worked out and how things went, did the players, the coaches and all that. But it was a it was a really good experience. We played up in Valentine and just playing against other players in the league that we already play against but in their respective type areas. So, yeah, that was just... I enjoyed that experience. It was good. So after 2016, another year passes with the by with the Wolves. You're playing with the Wolves again, but 2000 end of 2017, you link up with a brand new club for the 2018. That club goes by the name of the South Coast Flame. You jump straight from under 16s Wolves straight into men's football and under 20s for the Flame. Did the fact that you were playing against fully grown men shock you a little bit? Yeah, it was, it was a big difference because I was just used to uh, playing against people my own age, my own size, and then coming coming up against grown men, just getting knocked straight off the ball. <laughs> it was a bit of a shock. Uh, it took me a while to uh, get into it. But I think as the season went through, I got a bit used to it. I learned to manage how to move my body to make sure I wouldn't get knocked over the off the ball all the time. But yeah, it was a bit of a shock to the system coming from 16s into men's football. That first season of under-20s, what was your favourite moment from that season? My favourite moment probably would be getting the chance to come up and train and play some games with the first team because coming from 16s and also having the opportunity to get into that first team type place was pretty. It was pretty good. Um, thinking that I can actually get there if I work hard enough. So that was probably one of like a good type of motivation and good experience that I had. Yeah, because we were both in the same boat. We both came from younger grades straight into under twenties, and either neither of us. Um, even at the start of the season, I don't think either of us thought about playing first grade towards the end of the year, but we both ended up playing, getting runs in first yeah, grade towards the end right. of the year. That was a bit of a surprise for both of us. Yeah, no, it was a good experience. Like It was good that they um, gave us the chance to be able to do that, seeing how their their pathway, their philosophy is to get the younger kids um, to progress into senior football. So it was good of them to allow us younger ones the opportunity to do that. So 2018, you play the in the season as part of their 20 squad with me. Huh? Yeah. And end up signing on with their first grade for the 2020 season at the end of 2019. So season 2019 comes around, you're a regular starter. You touched on this earlier, but yeah, I think we know what game's your favourite. The day you scored your first first grade goal against Balmain Tigers. Tell me how that was. Yeah, no, that was a good that was a good game because it was my any goal, any first goal is 
memorable and especially being a defender, any goal as a defender is memorable as well. So you don't get to do that often. But I'll go through the goal, how it happened. So I'm a I was playing left back and I did I did an overlap around our winger, which was Yuki. He had the ball, he passed it towards me. I sort of got pushed off by the defender, but as I was doing that, I just got my toe to it, poked it, literally rolled over the line into the goal. Probably the softest goal that I will ever score or anything like that, but a goal nonetheless and a really good experience to have. I remember, I remember reporting that game and I remember seeing that goal in the flesh and, my God, that was the best goal to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, that was the most famous toe poke in the flame I have ever seen. It but will live on moving, forever. It will forever live on in my memory. <laughs> moving on, you finish off with the flame in 2019. You fall one game short of the grand final. Season's over for another year, but you, you were different. You had another big event to look forward to. So before the podcast, I asked you what your favourite moment as a football player was. You told me it was representing the University of Wollongong at the University World Cup in China. So tell us about that experience. Yeah, so that was probably one of my best experiences to date as a footballer. So. Thankfully, last year at uni games, because this was my last year was my first year in uni. Sorry, I say the year before, thankfully. So last year was my first year in uni. And the year before that at uni games, that was the qualifiers for the first University World Cup. So the University of Wollongong men's team for football, they won that um, uni games championships and that qualified them to be in the World Cup for the following year, which was last year, which and which was also the first World Cup there was. So that's how we ended up getting into that. And from there, the team was selected to go to China. Was It was a bit of a rigorous process. So the first trials was to make it for last year's Uni Games team. And we just had a trial at Ian McLennan, Luke and because Luke Wilkshire was the coach for that team. So Luke and a couple of other uh, coaches were helping to select the team. And from that, some of us, there was about 20, 22, 24, got selected to train on. And then we most of us would all go to uni games, which was in the Gold Coast. And even though that... Uh, that uni games championships didn't really we if we won it that didn't qualify us for another world cup we just used that as a sort of training training type tournament but still luke got a real focus on winning and got a real winning mentality so we had to win it anyway based on based on him he really wanted us to win that that mentality from a coach it just makes you want to play for that coach does it yeah it does because there's nothing worse than a coach that's just takes it easy and just says, oh, it doesn't matter if you don't win. There's nothing to play for here, but you really need that coach that says we're here to win, especially in men's football. We're here to win. That's it. That That's the motivation there. Yeah, so you guys unfortunately lost the grand final to a penalty in extra time against Uruguay, although you guys had a fantastic run. 
you come home, you've had a trial with the Wolves and a club who has just had one of their most memorable years in recent times, so they're a bit rejuvenated. You picked for their under-20s. How did it feel when you found out you were you were in? Yeah, it felt, felt really good, all, like all the hard work throughout the – um, throughout last year at the Flame and the hard work leading up to China, it felt like it paid off. But obviously, the work wasn't done as long as I could be happy they got into the team. But I still got to work hard to uh, solidify a spot in the team. Hopefully, one day progress into being at least on the bench for first grade. So I was happy. I was very excited that I got the opportunity to be in the team. But obviously, the job's not done. So we asked you at the start, but we'll just mention it again. How have you enjoyed the experience of the Wolves so far? Yeah, uh, it's been really good, just the professionalism of it all. Uh, like I said, especially under Luke, him having that experience, um, that professional experience being in Russia, being at World Cups, he really makes it like his own experiences, especially in China. Uh, it was pretty much well treated as professional footballers, so... I'm sure this is what it's like for the first team at the Wolves, but this is my experience being in China. We had almost an hour-to-hour schedule of what we do. So when we eat, when we sleep, when we train, when we recover, um, when we play our games. So pretty much every hour had something that we had to do. Now, we're going to move away from your playing career. That is your playing career. How, How about that summed up in 20 minutes? Now, we're going to move on to the coaching side of things now. You are also beginning your first season, as you said earlier, as a representative coach this year with the FSC Football South Coast Girls SAP under 10 squad. Uh, a certain podcaster interviewing you has given you a couple of pointers along the way as well. How have you, how have you found coaching? Yeah, it's, a, it's, been, it's been good. It's been a different experience to obviously being a player, being a coach is you have to look at the game differently. You need to, I say think a lot more, but think in a different way to being a player. And you've got to sort of manage all aspects of the game, whereas being a player, you just focus on yourself. You don't have to really worry about everyone else around you, but being a coach, you have to make sure sort of everyone's on the same speed. Everyone's getting along. Everyone knows what the job is. So so it's challenging, but it's also rewarding. Helps you as a player, doesn't it? Yeah, it does because some of the stuff that you don't pick up as a player, you might um, explain it to one of your players you're coaching and then you might be like, oh, I can take this into my own game. So it does help you as a player as well. What's been your favourite moment as a coach so far? Is Probably. It, was it solving the Rubik's Cube dilemma at training? Oh, that was... That was a good experience. Probably not the best one I've had. That is up there. But probably <laughs> probably one of the best um, experiences so far has been seeing uh, my girls improve from when they first started because under 10s is the youngest they go for girls' sap. So a lot of them maybe haven't even played soccer before. They're just starting out or anything. So their skills are obviously not up to speed as, say, your team for the 11s. But from the time when I've had them in preseason to even up to now, the season was just starting. They've improved so much. Some of them wouldn't even be able to dribble a ball in a straight line, and then now they've progressed to even 
doing, say, a step over or a scissor around a player. So that's probably been the best experience so far, just knowing that I've helped them improve into becoming better players. Now, I know it's only early days of your coaching career, but where do you hope coaching will take you in the future? Well, at the moment, I'm still not sure. I'm just using this coaching now as just another hobby type thing, keeping me busy because I enjoy soccer and enjoy being around the sport. But as I get older, I'm sure I'll find out where I want to go. Because obviously, I'm still young. I'd probably just stick with coaching younger age groups. I'm not really ready to progress into anything older, but um, I'm sure as I get older, I get more experience. I might eventually think of moving up in ages and seeing where I can go from there. You make good friends with other coaches as well. Obviously, along the way, you meet different coaches who have different philosophies as well, but most of the time, they're good people to be around, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they also, even um, we played one of our trial games at, Ian McLennan and one of the coaches uh, for the other team were just talking to each other while the game was playing, giving each other um, like tips on how they coach their players. So you're just learning off other coaches as well. well that's it, even from outside of your club. So that helps you as well. Uh, yeah. Although we hate talking about it, we're going to finish this off. So obviously we're doing this podcast remotely due to everything that's going on at the moment. How has this virus outbreak and everything that's happened as a result impacted you? Yeah, so it's obviously been a difficult time for everyone um, with this virus, especially how it's spread so quickly. So specifically how it's affected me, it's just um, basically so uni has been put online, so I'll be doing uni from home. I've been stuck inside almost all day besides maybe going out to the soccer field for a bit or for a run trying to just keep fit but yeah um, it's getting pretty scary now especially um, with the speed that's been coming in in the last couple of days as well you've been seeing on the news um, what the UK has done with their their bands you're only allowed two people gatherings and you're even if you you might get in trouble from the police if you're seen out on the street so it's scary to think how that might come into Australia and pretty much everyone's going to have to be just in your house. But I guess that's what you have to do to stop this kind of thing. Well, we were talking about it before we came on air. It's like two weeks ago, this wasn't this wasn't in much of a worry. Now it's just shut everything down. It's absolutely yeah, crazy. It's just hit so fast. Now, Jared, may I, yeah. may I butt in here? Slightly. Hello, Timothy. I forgot Hello. you were there. I, I'm, mate, I'm back. I'm back again. Um, Jaden, I've just got a couple of questions for you with regards to Obviously, you played a very high level. Um, yeah. In terms of your mentality, what would you say is the key difference between a player that doesn't play at a representative level and, and someone that does? Yeah, so probably putting in that effort and that training in by yourself and having that motivation to get better on your own because from when I transitioned from tennis to soccer, one of the reasons why... I did get better and I think I've progressed to where I am now is because I spent a lot of time by myself just trying to get better on the ball. So if I think if I didn't have that motivation to try and get better and to improve my skills, I wouldn't be here and have these experiences that I've already had. So probably what I'd say is having that motivation, self-drive to work on your own 
um, and improve like that. I would say I would say decision making during a game as well as what sets apart representative players from just normal club players. That's the biggest difference I've noticed from coaching and playing as well. Yeah, that's right. Having that also that speed as well, so decision making, thinking fast on the ball, so it's a variety of ways. Tim? Um, that's that's about all I've got. I've put in my my one question there. I've I've helped the podcast out. That's uh, that's I, all I've got. I, I thought you said you had a couple of questions. Well, I can think of one if you like, but um, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You your your valued valued in um contribution. Your, your valued contribution has really enhanced this interview. Thank you so much for that. No worries, mate. It was, it was something we both could answer, but. Jaden, mate, thanks for thanks so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. And I, for one, am, am looking forward to the day which we can coach together again once all this craziness settles down. So thanks a lot for coming on. We really yeah. appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. It was good fun. Be sure to check out the podcast once it goes up later today. Thanks so much once again for tuning in. So be sure to follow our socials as well. Just a quick plug in. Facebook, the South Coast Footballholic, Insta at South Coast Footballholic, Twitter at SC Footballholic, and our website is obviously scfootballholic.weebly.com. Make sure you let us know what you're up to during this quarantine period as well. Okay, let us let us know how's your setup going at the moment. And if there's anything you want us to answer on this show, you want your show your question to be featured on the show, use the hashtag AskTheFootballholics on our socials. Jaden, thanks so much. Tim, pleasure as always. Thank you, thank you. you. And uh, you did not too bad yourself. Not too bad. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) Thanks, lads. Thanks so much. Next time we might that on the next time on the Corey Haynes Gross fan page, we actually might have the man himself. We'll see what happens. See how. That's the dream. That's the dream, mate. See see how developments continue on Insta. Falcons, O fights Falcons maybe as well. We got a we got a lineup of guests. It it should we're, be good. Plenty of content. In, we are in good hands. We don't need the season to start. It's okay. See you later.